It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. The day is finally here. We uh, we had Parm Night this past Thursday. Brad LaRondo, Auburn football chief of staff, hung out with us. I, I hung out with him uh, on, in front of the microphones for a few minutes, so we're going to play that conversation. Once that's done, we're going to talk about Desi Sills. That saga is, is officially over as far as his time at Auburn as he chose Arkansas State. What does that mean for the Tigers moving forward? We also got some other Auburn basketball tidbits that I think are interesting. And then uh, there's something I want to complain about in the final segment on today's podcast. It's football-related. I think some disrespect has been thrown Auburn football's direction, and I want to talk about that. And the school that's getting the nod over Auburn I think is ridiculous. So that's what we'll wrap up with. But first things first, let's hear from Brad LaRondo, Auburn football chief of staff. As we sit here uh, recording this at Rob's Ribs, it is chicken parm night. And uh, we're joined by Auburn football chief of staff, Brad LaRondo. Thank you so much for doing this. This has been a ton of fun. Oh, this is awesome, Zach. I appreciate you having me out here. And, uh, you know, the chicken parm, I'll tell you what, it was it was uh, definitely A+. Plus. I mean, well, they did a great job. I, we, we should call it what it was. It was it was not a chicken parm. It was no. the Brad. Brad. The Brad. I mean, I can I can tell you that this first time I've ever had a sandwich, you know, named after me, but it was awesome. That's a big uh, deal. It was awesome. It was, you know, it was great. And the, the people that came out, it was for a great cause. I'm, I'm glad you involved the food bank in it as well. Hey, and, the, the bin at the front door is pretty oh, much it's, full. It's full. That's great yeah. news. And that's, uh, that's awesome and really appreciate you know, Rob's Ribs for having us out here and, and being willing to, you know, dedicate some of their proceeds from, you know, everything that they're doing to make this happen because yeah. it is about the community and it right. is about, you know, the Auburn family and everybody out there. And if we can help in any way, that's what we're all about. So I appreciate you, you having me here. So you came on the show a few months ago. You were just kind of getting your feet wet. Uh, I don't even think your family had moved down yet. Yeah. And uh, you, 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 you had really taken Auburn in and you were loving it. All right, we're a few months removed from that now. You're a, you are fully an Auburn Tiger. I'm a veteran, aren't I? Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. So, I mean, what's standing out about this great community now to you? Well, I just think the people. I mean, it, 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 you win with people no matter where you go, whether you're a football team, you're another business, you're a family. It, it's all about just having people that really genuinely are about what you're about. Right. And they, they care about the same things. And, you know, they really welcome you. And I think that's the biggest thing about the Auburn community and the Auburn family is that it's just a, such a great number of people that are always saying, hey, we're glad you're here. What can we help you with? How do we help you do what you want to do? And I just think that's what makes the community great. And plus, you've just got great leadership in the campus and the city and all those things that you really just feel a vibe when you're yeah, here. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, it's been a huge week for recruiting. Yeah. Um, educate us on what your role is in regards to, you know, I mean, there's just Super talented kid after super talented kid coming on campus. Yeah. I mean, fours and five stars. I mean, some guys are already coming. I know you can't comment on specifics or anything like that, but as far as like what the, the chief of staff's role is during all this, what does that look like? Well, I would say the number one thing that you're doing during the month of June is 
you know, there's a constant puzzle that you're kind of putting together every day because you're balancing between when kids are getting here, what you're doing with them, the families that they have, meetings with coaches, touring areas, and unofficial visits are different than official visits. Yeah. An unofficial visit is they're coming on their, their own. Basically, they're paying for everything they do. They're coming to campus, and you can have interaction with them on campus, but you can't necessarily treat them like you do an official visit where you, know, you pay for them to come on a visit. So with the unofficial one, you're really rolling out that blue carpet, that orange carpet, and the hospitality, and you maybe only have maybe two, three hours with them. And so you've really got to be going from one to the next and keeping them, you know, kind of in line. And so you've got to have very detailed logistics on it. And so that's where our on-campus recruiting, recruiting office, uh, part of my role is making sure that we, we are getting these kids in, getting meaningful time with them, developing those relationships, and then making them feel like sure. they've had a tremendous visit and they want to come back to Auburn at the next appropriate time or whatever. And so that's that's the biggest thing is the logistical puzzle of it. The strategy that goes into planning for these meetings, I mean, is it kind of mit- not getting to know the kid and then, you know, matching them up with certain coaches and certain personalities and it's like okay with with this one we may go position coach with this one yeah. we may go coordinator then like oh we're gonna put coach harson on this guy yeah and, and a little of all of it yeah. you know because you've you've typically got coaches that have an area that they recruit and so a cornelius williams at wide receiver may be recruiting birmingham um, but he may be recruiting a defensive lineman that eventually Nick Eason has to start having conversations with. And so you're, you're kind of doing that mix and match game. And then certainly you want them to be around the coordinators. You want them to be around the head coach, even if it's a short amount of time, uh, because some of these uh, unofficial visits are 2023s, 2024s. You're starting that 2023 to build class, though, oh, it's, it's, in the it's state? Loaded. Are you yeah. kidding me? It's loaded. Yeah. And, and you want to you want to start and right now this is the first time in 15 months that you've actually had a chance to be face to face sitting down really having a meaningful conversation that isn't via the phone or zoom or facetime and so much of that is about the authenticity of it and really talking about what this program means to us and what we're trying to do with this program you got to talk some football, the X's and O's, and what, what style are we, because everybody wants to know about that and how they fit in. Right. But really it's about, you know, why Auburn? What is it about you that wants to, you know, why do you look for these things? And how can we do this together to make you the best that you can be? Uh, and for these young men and their families that are making these decisions, um, you know, this is a, it's a crucial thing. It's a time for them to really get out. And they're, they're interviewing them as much as we're interviewing yeah. you know, them, you know, so. No, it's got to be a fit. Absolutely. Oh, it's got to be a fit, and that's a big thing. Can you give us a peek behind the curtain? I mean, when, when Coach Harson sits down with these super talented high school kids that, that, you know, may be a good fit for the Auburn Tigers, what does he hit on? I mean, how does he handle those conversations? Is he just getting to know them? Or is, I mean, he seems like a guy that's straight to business. And he says, hey, I see you. You could be great in this, you know, Derek yeah. Mason-style defense. Maybe an edge guy or, you know, that stand-up defensive end role. I mean, or is he getting to know him more? You know, it's really about the relationship and the connection because there's so much of that that you have a chance to visit about with the position coach or the area recruiter or even a coordinator. Obviously, Coach Harson knows what their capabilities are on the full field as a football player, yeah. and that'll come up. But it's really about you know him wanting to find out what their interests are, what makes them kind of you know what questions do they have about what is what our program is, and then also talking about why he and this staff are at Auburn, why Auburn for us, so that we can figure out 
kind of the why Auburn for them yeah. because there's so much that this community, this this university, this athletic department, and this program have to offer that I think it's really about making a real connection. And a real connection many times is about just listening. Mm-hmm. It's not as much about talking. It's about listening and being able to answer those questions and feel like you're, you're discovering something about people. Is name, image, and likeness coming up now? Yeah, it, it's, it's a critical piece because everybody's talking about it. Yeah. It's front page headline news. Um, states, you know, just like Alabama, it's going to go into effect. It's not something that we're sitting there going, well, if or maybe. It's like, no, this is, this is happening. And I think the biggest thing that we look at is that we understand what's, what's going on. And right. we understand that we're in favor of how we're going to be able to make this happen for student-athletes. And we have the resources that can help you with your name, image, likeness, help you learn how to brand yourself the right way. And we've got great educational assets on campus that can also teach you about the business side of it, the entrepreneurship side of it, how to actually maximize this, not just while you're a student athlete at Auburn, but long term as you're trying to set this up as a career or whatever career you go into. Sure. Absolutely. So you mentioned Coach uh, Cornelius Williams. Yeah. A lot of talk about him, a lot of buzz. I mean, it, could you see him being a future star in the oh, making in the no coaching question. ranks? And I think that's one of the things about Cornelius, uh, you know, that we really, really liked when we met him is he's got this, um, you know, kind of this ability on the field with his teaching technique and the way he works with the players that just a really, really good on-field coach. And you get him in there, uh, you know, with the other offenses. you got to have a mix of veteran. you got to have a mix of, of guys that understand this part of it on the field and kind of mix in with the passing game. But he's a guy that understands Alabama, the state of Alabama, right. has been in some places, understands the recruiting game in here. He's very good friends with Zach Etheridge. So now you've got, you know, a Cornelius Williams on the offensive side of the ball, a Zach Etheridge on the defensive side and they're kind of coming up together. And I think both those guys have a chance to be real superstars in the coaching industry. So Zach Etheridge was playing when I was in middle school slash high school. I, I loved watching him play. And then, of course, his story is incredible oh, yeah. with, you know, him almost being paralyzed. Like, was he ever going to walk? And then he's playing football. And now, yeah. you know, he, he's And wins out a national to, championship. How about you know, that? I, yeah. As a leader. I mean, what yeah. a leader uh, on the field that he was. How is he transitioning that? I mean, there's been a lot of talk about the defensive backfield because Derek Mason is, you know, the, the safety's well, coach. So, I mean, how, the, how is he handling that? Those guys have, have clicked, and they're, they're working really well on the back end. Sure. Uh, yeah, Mason's an unbelievable defensive mind and defensive coach and has run a program in the SEC, so he, he knows the ins and outs of how to, how to recruit here. And is do he always he, intense? Oh, he, well, I'll say this. He's intense. But he's always got a smile on his face when he's intense. I love too. that. And that's I love awesome. That. And he's a guy that players gravitate toward and they want to be around. Uh, but he and Zach have, have done awesome together. And I think that whole defensive staff, because Schmetting was our D coordinator at Boise State. Sure. And I think he's a, he's a coach that a lot of people don't know about, but they're going to learn a lot about him because he is an exceptional uh, coach. Then you got Burt Watts, who came from Memphis. Right. He was at Fresno. They, they had a top 10 defense at Fresno when he was a coordinator sure there. Did. And yep. then you throw Nick Eason in there. I mean, this guy is coached at the highest level. And you talk about a guy that, that just has this it qualities about him when he's recruiting. Nick Eason, you know, he's from Georgia. A lot of ties there. Uh, played at a high level and was an All-American. Went on to the league. Coached in the league. And so players, they, they, they gravitate to people like that. And so I think that's really been big for our defense. And um, I'm waiting for them to make the movie about Zach Etheridge. Yeah. Because if you think about it, I'm ready that for is it. an unbelievable story, you it know, is. what he went through. Not only just to, to, to literally walk, 
But then to say, I'm going to go against all odds, come back, be a captain, play on a national championship team. And when we first hired him and he came in and spoke at our first team meeting and you felt the, the just the passion for Auburn when he addressed right. the team, it was like, man, this, this dude's got it. You yeah. know, he can motivate. He can do some things. And so, yeah, excited, exciting young staff that we like. Not young, veteran and mix of really you got good. A, I think you got yeah. a perfect mix. We do, and I think that's what we were looking for, that blend of – you know, the, the veteran guys with guys that are coming in and put their egos at the door, right. mesh together, build a great staff. And then you got to have, you know, some of those that, you know, you, you can groom along the way that fit in, that are good recruiters. And it, it, everybody's got to be a great recruiter right. at this level when you're in the, in the game at this, at this uh, kind of a school and in the SEC. What a crazy offseason it's been for several reasons, but this transfer portal thing, I mean, yeah. it's been really fun to cover. I mean, this is the most exciting offseason that I can remember. I mean, it's it's early June, and, like, you know, it's still, you know, announcing certain guys, and I, I know you can't comment on certain ones, but as far as, like, the conversations amongst the coaching staff and amongst, you know, the, the roster management side of things, how is that different now at this point of the year than it has been in the past when you guys were at Boise? Well, I mean, it, it, it just – you've got to be aware of so many different things now because you've got, you know, high school prospects, you have transfer portal prospects, but the biggest thing you can't forget is the guys on your current team. Yeah. And you are constantly wanting to connect with them, coach them up, make sure that you're not missing anything that way, and that's where culture is so big. Now, the inevitability of it is with a one-time transfer waiver basically being put into place – that there's going to be movement. I mean, it just is what it is, you know. And so you have to be able to um, think about if you lose some or if you're looking for some in the portal, how, how are they going to fit in that locker room? Yeah. What are they coming in and what, what is that doing? And do you need, a, you need somebody that comes in that's got a couple of years of collegiate experience, that's been through the weight room, that's been through some of those, those wars, but you can't necessarily – bank on all that because you still have to bring in young players that you can develop along the way that you can maximize out of the 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 ones in the transfer portal that you really you know think about are the ones where you can get multiple years out of them sure where they come in and they might have three to four years but they've already you know proven that they can they can play at this level and I think you're, you're almost like you've almost got recruiting looking at it from what's in the portal what are the high school prospects? And then you're, you're I'll say it, you're, you're constantly with your own team building that culture and building it so that you hope you don't lose too many to the portal. Do you think this is going to become a normal thing in regards to maybe taking less high school guys so then you can be essentially have more of a salary cap, more scholarships available for guys in the transfer portal? Is it going to vary from year to year? You know, I think, I think it's hard to tell sure. because it's kind of a – you know, it's, it's kind of a new fad to some extent. Yeah. Uh, I think you combine the transfer portal with COVID and just what everybody's gone through the last 15 months. It's created kind of this, this perfect storm of everybody looking at what's this going to do over the next year, two years. Uh, there are players that have extra years of eligibility now because of the COVID rule and what happened. And so I think it's going to take a couple of years to really get an idea of how this is going to play out. And, and what my hope is, and I think the hope for college football and a lot of people, is that you just don't see you, – you, you don't see – everybody turning away from recruiting high school prospects right. because already the class of 
22 and 21, they're at a little bit of a disadvantage because um, it was a different year over the last 15 months. And then all of a sudden, guys get extra years of eligibility. You want to make sure your numbers don't get out of whack. So I think it's going to take a year or two to really see how this whole thing's going to play out. Sure. Sure. Brad, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for coming out to uh, Rob's Ribs and letting us have a uh, chicken parm night in your honor. Uh, and, of course, thank you for your time. Yeah, as I appreciate always. it, Zach. This has been, been really cool and always good to talk to you. Locked on Auburn is brought to you by our friends at Stat Hero. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. So here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else is doing that. Stat Hero, you are in total control. It's daily uh, fantasy sports, DFS, the way it was meant to be, one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now, and you can change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar on the planet. In fact, it's not even close. It is the protein bar that looks and tastes like a candy bar. My favorite flavor is peanut butter brownie, their new flavor that a grasshopper cookie. It's not bad. It's not in my top five, but it's still pretty dang good. All Built Bars are very high in protein. Most of them have 17 or 18 grams of protein. Some of them have, you know, 130 calories. Some go up to 180, but I don't think they go any higher than that. Four grams of sugar. They keep it clean. They keep it delicious. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKS15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. LOCKS15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I want to talk about Desi Seals. So he committed to Auburn a few weeks ago as a guard, and there was conversations of could he start, could he be a backup guy. And at the time of the commitment, I thought he was going to be Auburn starting too. And then over the course of the following few weeks, and you guys know this, I'm just kind of catching everybody up, there were conversations about you know his credits transferring, you know academic eligibility moving from Arkansas to Auburn, which... I'm shocked that this was even a thing. I thought, you know, that would be, you know, discussed before the decision was made. But regardless, he's not coming to Auburn now. He announced on his Twitter that he's going home and he had an Arkansas State jersey on. Um, Sounds like he is from that area of Arkansas. So this has everything to do with academic eligibility. And like I said, I'm just blown away that this got to this point. You don't really hear about this happening a whole lot. And I would imagine that this doesn't happen a whole lot due to folks doing due diligence and, and, and checking all of this out. I don't know who this falls on. I have no idea. But this doesn't have anything to do with, you know, uh, different players coming in. That was kind of what the first story was. Where it was like, oh, Desi Sills may not be coming to Auburn because he may be losing the job or something like that. That's not the case. And, so, and I don't want folks to look at Desi Sills that way. But it's interesting. I mean, you see 
We talked about this a little bit with football, with all these players transferring, and like there's more guys in the portal than there are spots available for signing classes. And he left Arkansas, a pretty good basketball team, and now he's at Arkansas State. And I'm sure he'll be able to be the guy there, but just kind of an interesting development. Kind of makes you wonder, is he okay with that? I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah, he put on Twitter that he's going home, so good for him. So, with JT Thor signing with an agent, Auburn now has two scholarships available since JT Thor cannot come back. He is now officially a professional basketball player. So, of the 13 scholarships, Auburn has 11 of them filled. And curious to see what Bruce Pearl does. Justin Ferguson on yesterday's Auburn Observer newsletter, he took a very, very deep dive into kind of where the roster currently stands, how it currently looks. And also talked about a few options. Highly encourage you to subscribe to what he has. But pretty much all of the top guards are transferring. There's a slight chance that, you know, Auburn could kind of pull what, you know, essentially what happened with Trey Alexander, where he had already sent his letter in. He was, you know, a part of Auburn's team, and then he pulled it. Could Auburn pull that off somewhere else? Maybe. I don't know. I... I said it before Desi left that I, I or I guess before the news was official, but because I thought Desi was going to make, I thought they were going to be able to figure all this out because you just never hear about this happening. But I would not be shocked if Bruce Pearl looks at his roster and he's like, "Nah, eh, I'm good. I'm good. I can roll with this. They've got some, uh, some studs and they've got some depth regardless. So we'll see. Curious to see what Pearl does. But speaking of, you know, just mentioned JT Thor. Speaking of Thor, he must have gotten some good news and this is why he signed with an agent. But Bleacher Report, they put out an NBA mock draft, and they had Thor going before Sharif Cooper. And we've seen Cooper mocked anywhere. During the season, you saw him like around 12 or the high teens, early teens. And then over the course of the season, you saw him going around 18 to 22-ish is kind of what I've been seeing. But Bleacher Report's latest mock draft, they had Thor going to Houston with the 23rd overall pick, and then Sharif Cooper going to the Clippers with the 25th overall pick. I didn't realize Thor was getting that much love in the draft process. I had kind of been told and heard and read and seen, you know, hey, he's probably a second-round guy, but maybe he started getting more and more first-round buzz and that's what kind of put him over the edge to sign with an agent. I don't know. I have no idea. But it kind of makes sense. I think when you pair all those things together, I think it kind of makes sense. So good for Thor. Good for JT Thor. I think that's exciting. And if Auburn had two first-round picks in this draft, are you kidding me? That would be incredible. That would be so cool. So best of luck to both of those guys over the draft process. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. If you watch the boxing match, if you want to call it that, over the course of the weekend, uh, when Floyd Mayweather walked into the ring, I love that part of boxing. I really enjoy boxing. And the wa- the dramatic walk-up to the, to the ring is incredible. And Floyd Mayweather, what did he have on? He had a lot of things we could talk about. But what I'm talking about specifically is the betonline.ag mask that he was wearing. So, uh, yeah, Locked On Podcast Network, Floyd Mayweather, 
meeting in the middle. We love betonline.ag. Absolutely. And there's a ton of things to bet on right now with basketball and baseball and hockey, a lot of playoff action across some of those sports. Uh, get in on the action and go to betonline.ag. And when you sign up, use promo code LOCKED ON, L O C K E D O N, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right. So thank you for making it this far into the podcast because I need to complain. I need to complain about some things. So, you're starting to see preseason magazines come out. I love this time of year. A lot of people are like, gosh, how do you do a daily show every single day over the course of the offseason? It's like, I love this part. I think this is when this show is its best, honestly, because I think we're able to kind of keep things going all summer long. So, Athlon Sports, they put out their preseason guide, and uh, we got the SEC one. Bo Nix is on the cover of it. Love that. But... I think this is a fantastic guide, and I'm going to talk about it a ton over the next uh, the next few podcasts. And go out and buy it. It's a it's a very deep dive into a lot of different teams, and there's a lot of lists and a lot of rankings. And if you've listened to me for a long time, you know I love lists, and you know I love rankings. So we're going to pick on one of them today because it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Is that fair? I don't know. You tell me. Let me know. You know how to reach out to me at this point. But they had a list ranking college football's new head coaches for 2021. So a lot of these lists, you kind of read the title of, and it's like, okay, Auburn's probably not going to have a guy on the top 10 of this list. But this one, it's like, oh, yeah, Brian Harson should probably be two. Steve Sarkeesian should be one, in my opinion. I, thir- I certainly think you can make the argument that Brian Harson could be one. I, I really do. Am I looking at that through orange and blue glasses? Mm, maybe, but I think it should be Sark at one with, of course, him leaving Alabama and going to Texas. And then I think it should be Harson leaving Boise State going to Auburn at two. Well, they have Harson at three. They have Sark at one, Harson at three. And it's like, well, who's two? Is it Gus leaving Auburn going to UCF? It's like, surely it's not Brett Bielema. Like, who is it? They said it's Clark Lee uh, out of Vanderbilt. Look, I, I, I think, you know, athletes that play at Vanderbilt, they have a totally different structure than other schools just because of the academic requirements and what is expected to get into that school. It is an incredibly prestigious academic university. And it's just a different type of athlete and props to them. But Vanderbilt, in regards to college football, they should never be number two on any sort of list whatsoever. (laughs) They really like the fact that Clark Lee is a former Vanderbilt player when Vanderbilt was really bad in the early 2000s. And it's like, it's a homecoming. And then later in in the magazine, 
They quote Lee by saying, no, we're not calling it a homecoming because that would then imply that it's emotional. They're like, what? You can't have it both ways, Athlon. But yeah, I was blown away that they have Clark Lee as the number two college football's new head coaches for 2021. You have Clark Lee over Brian Harson. It, it's got to be, it's got to be the fact that he was at Notre Dame. I mean, so many of these college football publications just love, love anything that has to do with Notre Dame. And so maybe that has to do with it. I don't know. I, 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 I just, <laughs> Clark Lee, I mean, when, when Vanderbilt announced Clark Lee was going to be their head coach and they welcomed him via Twitter, they tagged the wrong person. They tagged some like high school girl who I think her name was Lee Clark and Twitter, when they typed in the at, they typed in the wrong Twitter handle. It's like, you're telling me that's the number two new college football head coach this season? Get out of here with that, man. Get out of here with that. Am I overreacting? Let me know. Reach out on the Discord. Reach out on Twitter. I'm on uh, I'm on Twitter at ZBlackerby. And you can join the Locked on Auburn Discord. I will put that in the episode description down below. Thank you guys so much for listening. Michael Pappas should be joining us tomorrow. And I want to touch on more of these rankings in this Athlon Sports book, as well as, hey, we're getting a lot of news for it to be June, folks. And that's a ton of fun. And you guys are tuning in. And I really, really appreciate it. It's going to be a fun offseason. I say that all the time because I mean it. I mean, we're just, we're, we're not too far away from SEC Media Days. And then it's time to talk fall camp, baby. We're going to be there soon, guys. This is going to be a quick offseason. I really, really believe that. Once again, I'm on Twitter at Z Blackerby. The show's on Twitter at Locked on Auburn, on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. And we'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.